going on guys today is sunday august 28th 2016 i'm gary i'm josh let's talk soccer all right so josh this is our first podcast on a sunday we've always done ours on wednesdays so it's been actually about a week and a half since we've put one of these out yes yes it's true and a lot has gone on a lot a lot of good stuff um and before we get into that let me do this First of all, welcome to everyone who's listening. We do appreciate it a lot. If you want to reach out to us, and a lot of people have lately, so thank you. And if you haven't, please do. We want to hear from you. You can find Let's Talk Soccer in the following ways. You can find us on Twitter at Let's Talk Soccer 2, and that's the number 2. On Facebook, just look for Let's Talk Soccer 2. On Instagram, we're at Let's Talk Soccer and on YouTube, just look for Let's Talk Soccer. You can always email us at letstalksoccer2 at gmail.com. So we want to hear from you. We want questions, comments, ideas, suggestions. And you'll hear us talk about stuff on the podcast today. For instance, Fantasy Premier League, where we've had a lot of discussion, debate, teams are posted, people giving suggestions on trades to make. It's been awesome. So please join in the conversation if you haven't listened to this podcast before we are a father and son team josh is 12 and i am middle-aged we'll say um (laughs) and we do this because we love soccer um no other reason than that josh is an up and coming rising soccer star um which is cool so not only is he a great player but he knows the sport inside and out you will hear a ton of insight from this 12-year-old kid. Um, now, we've told you we're on Sundays. We're going to continue Sundays. Um, Josh has a lot of training, as you can imagine, um, if you're a soccer player as well or the parent of one. Um, so, And he has school, so it makes it a little difficult to do it during the week. So we think Sundays, after all of the Premier League games for the weekend are done, we can go ahead and do this. Um, Now, I mentioned that we've had a lot of activity, and we have, particularly on Instagram. Our number of um, followers has risen hundreds of percent over the past Mm -hmm. week. Um, The likes of photos that we post, the number of comments, it has just exploded. I don't know what it is, but I'm not complaining. Nope. Uh, We like it, and please keep it up. Um, We think we're posting stuff that... um, That encourages comments and participation. We don't want to just put something up and not hear from you. We we definitely want participation. So thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone that has um, interacted with us. And so, like we promised in our latest post or one of our latest posts yesterday, we asked for questions or comments. And we're going to go ahead and answer or read all of those that we have received. So to those of you who have, thank you. Um, the first one is from Joe Sapone, and he asks us, can we say if soccer players were re- allowed in the Olympics – or sorry, if soccer players were in other Olympic events, so non-soccer-related events like track and field, gymnastics, stuff like that, what events would we want to put them in? 
Okay, so we'll start with track. Okay. Because that's, that's pretty simple to put a lot of these people in. Right. And we decided we would put Aubameyang in the 100-meter dash. Yes. Because he is so fast, and I don't think anyone can really not agree with that. Right. I think he would, he would definitely cruise. There might be a couple other footballers with, you know, close to similar mm-hmm. speed. But, yeah, we would, we would put him there. Who else did we have? We also had Bale in the 400-meter. He's very quick, and he also has very nice, good stamina. So right. we put him in there. Yep. What else? So for the high jump, we put Cristiano Ronaldo. Powerful legs, right? Yes. Uh, he can jump higher than I think it was about 80% of basketball players. Yeah. So that just shows that he has so much leg strength, and I think he's a great candidate for the high jump. Okay. And I think we had a hurdler, right? Yeah. We had a Beller as our hurdler. Okay. He's very quick and also has very nice jumping. And... He is, he is on the smaller side, Yep. but he's just even more explosive now. Yep. You know, I could see someone smaller, like maybe an Aguero or someone his mm-hmm. size, like as a gymnast, right? Gymnasts yes. are shorter, um, but they're super powerful, strong legs, strong arms, high intensity. Mm-hmm. I could see like... On the opposite end of that, I had Ubra as... My gymnast. That's yes. So flexible. <laughs> flexible, right? Um, for sure. Maybe we get someone like a Peter Crouch, who's super tall. He would be a good high jumper, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, haven't heard that name in a long time. He scored over the weekend. He did. So yeah, he's still getting it done somehow. So those were some ideas, and we decided too that we'd flip the script a little bit and say, what Olympians would make good footballers? Well, so- we said. Usain Bolt. Right, which he, is the obvious one. Yeah, he actually wanted to play soccer yep. for Manchester United. That was a couple of years back. Yeah. And we put him as a winger. Yeah, he would just torch up the side, right? Yes. Yep. And I think we had maybe Michael Phelps in at goalkeeper. Yeah. Is we that had, right? With that wingspan? Yeah, he has an amazing wings, wingspan. And he's also very flexible. So we put him in as our goalkeeper. Yeah. And then a bit off the page, but... Uh, comparison as a swimmer to a soccer player, we had Ryan Lochte as Balotelli. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Both a little bit of a head case, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and their, um, let's say, propensity to interesting haircuts. Yes, yes, definitely. Okay. All right, cool. So thank you, Joe Sapone, for that question. Um, we have another one from Mark Anthony underscore Meany, and if I I hope I'm saying these names right. If I don't, I apologize. And he asks, what would be our starting eleven for England be with an emphasis on youth players? So what we did was we tried to find or think about players who I think are for the most part this list twenty three or younger. In some cases, much younger. Um, and it's interesting because I think. Sometime very, very soon, actually, as we're recording this, Allardyce is going to announce his his version of the England squad. So it'll be interesting to see where we match up with this. All right. So our starting 11, and it's a little bit of a weird formation. I think it's like a, what, like a 3-4-3 three, four, four, three. Three or something like that. But but you get the point. Um, in goal, we have Jack Butland. Uh, Jack Butland's a great goalkeeper. And... I mean, if he didn't get that injury, I think he would have definitely started at the Euros. Yes. 
and I I don't rate Joe Hart, and yeah. I think Jack Butland is a much better replacement yep. for him. Okay. Um, one of our defenders is John Stones. Uh, John Stones recently made the transfer to Man City. He has lots of potential. That's where his main value comes from, and I think that's why his transfer was so much. But don't take it away from him. He is already a very good defender. Absolutely. All right. Alongside him, we have, and some of these names may not be super familiar, so if they're not, we'll let you know what teams they play for in case you want to follow them. Uh, We have Brendan Galloway, who plays for Everton. He's very, very young, one of the younger people on the team. And he is a defender for Everton, as we said, and he will be sort of the replacement for John Stones in a way. Yep. And then our third defender is Eric Dyer of Tottenham Hotspur. So, Eric Dyer, he's a, he actually scored a very nice free kick in the Euros. And he's already shown class um, in, like, the big leagues and for a big team. And he's a very nice defender and will be one of the main defenders for England in the future. Okay. Um, we placed this person at midfield. We have Marcus Rashford of Manchester United. We'll talk about him a little further when we talk about Man U's uh, result over the weekend, but certainly a rising star Yes, in definitely. Rashford is what they would say maybe the key to England in the future. He's, a, he's already proven at Manchester United to be a great player. Yeah. And I, don't, I didn't know why he didn't get any time at the Euros. Yeah. But I think he will be great in the future. Well, you know, when you look at this list, um, and the future is bright for mm-hmm. England. I mean, Definitely. there is some serious talent here. So, um, you know, it may take a little time, but this seems like it's going to be uh, a team to beat and a powerhouse in the not so far away future. All right. Also at midfield, we have um, also from Tottenham Hotspur, Deli Alley. Deli Alley's had a great season for Spurs. Had some amazing goals, also some great well, assists. Last season. He yeah, had, last season. Yeah, not, not so much. Not so much this season. Um, but uh, Deli Alley, can't take it away from him. He's very good. Right. Okay. Also at midfield, we have Ruben Loftus-Cheek. He has uh, loads of potential, just like everyone else on this list. Yep. And he could be a very promising player in the future. Yes. Um, and then our final midfielder is Damari Gray of Leicester City. He's one of the players which you might not have heard of. Yep. But he is young, very pacey, and is going to be a great winger in the future. Yes. All of these will be good in the future. Um, at forward, we have Jordan Ibe. Jordan Ibe is a, is, a, is a player that doesn't get very much playing time. But if he can play for England, he will be good. Very good. You, so if he gets if he gets, if he gets some experience, time. yes, is what you're saying. Okay. Um, at forward, also we have Raheem Sterling, who has had a bit of a resurgence this season under Pep Guardiola. Yeah, he just had two goals in the match. Not, yes. And he's had a good, yeah, good start. To a the very year. good start. Yep. And again, another very pacey, very skillful player. I think with him. More than anything, it seems to be a confidence thing. And when his confidence is high, which it seems to be right now, he's a beast. Yes. Um, And then lastly, we have Harry Kane. Harry Kane, what can you say? He's had – his past two seasons have been great. And if he can keep anywhere close to that form, 
he will once again be great. Yes. All right. Um, so there you go, Mark Anthony Meany. We hope um, you like this list. If you have any thoughts, hit us back and let us know. And all that goes for anybody else listening. Let us know if you agree or disagree with this. All right. Um, another comment is from R4V4T. Sounds like a character in Star Wars or something. Maybe. Very true. Very true. Um, but he says, talk about how good, how good Portugal are. So clearly... A Portugal fan, I mean, you know, winning the Euros, not a bad show of, of how good your team is. Yeah. Um, well, on the topic of Portugal, um, their their kind of play style is sort of absorb pressure and then counterattack quickly with players like Ronaldo, Nani, all those guys. Yeah. And it worked for them in the Euros. I mean, they won the tournament. Yeah. Um, people would say not deservingly, but they did win. You know, I mean, people who say that um, are either jealous or in some cases, um, you know, I don't know how they can say they didn't deserve it. You know, maybe their their accumulation of points and them moving through the tournament wasn't exactly how these people would have liked it to be. Yes, um, in the earlier stages um, – Oh, I think just about every game went into extra time. They won a lot that way. They won a lot in penalty kicks and things like that. But, you know, you could say on the flip side that they are a very, very tough team, both physically and mentally, to be able to go through that many games of extra time, that many more minutes or hours than other teams have played, and still be able to come out and get it done in knockout stages, I think says a lot for Portugal. You know, and with... Their captain and the heart and soul of their team, Cristiano, getting knocked out early in the finals and still finding a way to get it done, I think says a lot. They are not just Cristiano Ronaldo. In fact, they have, you know, we've been talking about younger players. They have quite a few very young players who have made a big impact through the Euros for them. Yes, yes. They're very mentally strong. They're soccer tough. Absolutely. Soccer tough. I like it. All right. And so that is sort of the questions or the comments that we were asked to tell. But we also had some really nice comments from a couple other people. Um, Brittany Carbon Fitness. um, I am Pena. I think I'm saying that right. And Bumino14. So thank you all for your, your nice comments. And again, if anybody wants to get in touch with us, please do. Instagram seems to be the way most people are doing it. Just look for... Let's talk soccer, and you will find us. Um, so, I mentioned that Josh is a rising soccer star, and um, he plays on a really, really competitive team in the biggest club um, in the city we live in. And just wanted to brag on him for a minute. He was elected co-captain of his team. It's him and one other teammate um and he's also tied for the most goals on the team it's still early in the season they've had a couple tournaments but you know he is leading both in terms of um you know being a captain but also um getting it done on the field and in practice so i'm really proud of you and you know i think that this season is the future is very very bright for this season if you keep cracking at it so as you're making a silly face at me all right and then the last thing in this section then we're going to really dive deep into the premier league is just a quick discussion about hope solo so you know she made these comments um 
at the Olympics, sort of culminating with calling the Swedish soccer team a bunch of cowards. But, you know, she made other comments about Zika virus, and she has a history of sort of um, acting out. Yes. You know, she stole the team bus, like, a couple years ago. Like, mm-hmm. she's done some interesting things. Um, so, um, U.S. Soccer has rewarded her with a six-month suspension, and they actually canceled her current contract. So, my question is this. Is she done, or I should say other way around, is U.S. Soccer done with Hope Solo? Yes, I think they are. Um this is a bunch of bad things have happened multiple times with her, as you said. And I don't think the U.S. WNT want a person like that on the team. I don't think so either. I think that they have this really great image that is very, very well deserved. You know, some of these other players, they are strong women and they're great role models for both girls and boys, but particularly girls. And I think Hope Solo just does not fit with their with the image that they have and that they want to have um you know i think it's interesting i think this was due to happen anyway i think that you know the comment about the sweden team is just a convenient way to do it clearly you want your best players out on the field and i think u.s soccer you know, was a little selfish in that they they probably should have suspended her a long time ago. But you know, they want to go into these tournaments um, as stacked as they can be and try to win that gold medal. So you know, if Hope would have been the second, the number two goalkeeper, she probably would have been off the team a long time ago. But you know, these superstars tend to get a little more of the benefit of the doubt. I think sometimes, but I do think that, um, you know, other goalkeepers that have been challenging like Ashlyn Harris and that are a little younger. Hope is not, you know, the most youthful player Mm -hmm. on the team anymore. So it's time for someone else to get in between the sticks and earn their starting spot there. So I agree. I think Hope is done with the U.S. WNT. I think she'll keep playing for Seattle Reign, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if her sponsorships dwindle because I'm sure that a lot of those are contingent on her being a member of the U.S. soccer team. That's how she is most visible to the public. It's not through, you know, her her Seattle Reign team. It's through the U.S. Mm-hmm. women's soccer team. So I think things are going to start, um, if they haven't already, things like sponsorship opportunities are going to start falling away so um it's unfortunate that that's this is how it ended but she kind of brought all of this on herself yeah it was all on her yep all right guys we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back with some premier league talk and we are back all right we're going to jump into talking about the premier league first we're going to talk about the results that we had over this weekend. We have, as some people may know, we've been sort of making our predictions each week, and this time we are going to keep track of all of them and see how we do. And we'll probably start posting those picks too, um, just so people can play along. The picks that we make, 
we're not showing favoritism towards any team. So people who might comment that, you know, just because I love Man City, that I'm picking them to win every week. That's not necessarily the case. I'm trying to pick with my head more than my heart. I know Josh is doing the same thing. He's a Man U fan. Um, so these are just our best guesses. We are not experts on this at no. all. We're just some very passionate fans. All right, let's go ahead first and talk about um, Man U going to Hall. So a very, very late goal by Marcus Rashford, who we mentioned earlier in, I think, like 91st, 92nd minute, seals a 1-0 victory for the Red Devils. I, I was so happy about that, and I had to bring up the point then. I, does that mean Rashford should get more playing time? Because he obviously puts in good performances. So should he get the playing time he deserves? I think he should. I think the problem is where do you put him? Um, you know, they've either paid a lot for certain players that you, you know, with the amount of money that they've spent, um, you kind of owe it to playing them at least for a certain period of time early in the season to see if they're going to work out. Otherwise, why did you buy them? Um but I agree that that Rashford needs needs more experience. He needs to get out on the field and get his minutes with his team. I think that he's been frustrated because this is the first time I believe that he's gone in all season. And the fact that he sort of made his point with a goal, I think, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He has that – as young as he is, he has that – much ability to just go in and dominate and score almost when he wants to, I think is pretty fantastic. Um, but you know, it'll be interesting to see if maybe if Mourinho puts him out on loan, possibly. possibly. If it is about getting him experience and getting him time on the field, and it's not, it's going to be you know sort of slim pickings um, in Manchester. Then maybe he does put him out on loan, but. You know, I think he's a great player to have on your bench. I don't know that that he would, but I guess it's potential. Will Will Rashford grow more away for a season than he will at home? You know, with his Manchester mates. But either way, Man U come out victorious, one nil over Hull. Josh, you predicted this at three nil in favor of Man U, and I picked it at two nil. So both of us got the right result. But neither of us had the exact right score. Okay, next up, we have Burnley going to Chelsea. Chelsea on fire. Conte just has them humming right along, and Chelsea win 3-0. Very, very deserved. They were all over Burnley basically the whole entire match. And, you know, um, Hazard is looking phenomenal. He looks like the Hazard... Of two seasons ago. Yes. Unstoppable. Pacey. Quick on the ball. Getting shots off. Yeah, he looks really, really good. All right, so the result was 3-0 to Chelsea. Josh, you had it at 2-0. And guess what? I had it at 3-0. So there are some (laughs) some predicting prowess (laughs) for me. All right, let's move on then to Bournemouth going to Crystal Palace. And this ends in... A 1-1 one, one draw. Josh, you had that pick dead on. I had 1-0 going to Palace, but you get that one. Get 
get in there. I love it. All right. Next up is Everton with a 1-0 win over Stoke. And, Josh, you got this one right as well. You picked 1-0. I picked 1-2 in favor of Stoke. So I got that way wrong, and you got that way right. (laughs) Everton definitely in need of some points there. So I think that was good for them for a lot of reasons. All right. Leicester City, who up until this weekend had not gotten a win yet, hosts Swansea. And Leicester City with goals from... um, from Vardy and Morgan do get all three points. They get the victory here 2-1 over Swansea. So Chelsea or uh, Leicester City off to a little bit of a shaky start. Yeah, qu- kind of questionable. We can't really place them because they're sort right. of all over the spot. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, everybody knows what they're about now, so this is going to be a much harder season for them. Okay, so Leicester City went 2-1. You had predicted 1-0, and I predicted 2-0. So... Neither of us, we got the right result, but not the right scores. All right. Sunderland goes to Southampton, and that ends in a 1-1 draw. And let's see, Josh, you picked 2-1 to Southampton, and I picked 2-1 to Southampton. So we both got that wrong. Watford hosting Arsenal. Arsenal come out and get all three points with a 3-1 victory. And, you know, they were definitely in need of that. And let's see here. We had, you had it picked at 2-0 in favor of Arsenal, and I did too. So, again, we got the right result and the wrong score. And then lastly, the last game that happened on Saturday is Liverpool going to White Hart Lane and taking on Spurs. And this ends in a 1-1 draw as well. Now, I have a couple comments about this and maybe some questions for you, but first let's go through and look at what we predicted. Um, you got it right in that it would be a draw, but you predicted 2-2, and I predicted 1-0 to Liverpool. So, Coutinho, if you watch, if you watch this match, Coutinho just looked horrific. Yes, that's um, very true. He was playing well up until this point. I don't know. Maybe it was because he has a bad hamstring and was sort of favoring that a little bit. But, you know, he had one opportunity to just put a goal away. I mean, he was point blank with the goalkeeper. Ball got sweated to him. And he all he had to do was tap it in, and he just knocked it straight at the keeper and completely missed that opportunity. Would have been great for us because it would have gotten us some fantasy points, and it certainly would have helped Liverpool out. So... Do you think that Coutinho is going to be struggling? And if you do, do you think it's that it's injury-related or is it head-related? I think it's injury-related, to be okay. honest. Um, we've seen what he's been able to do, and he just didn't perform today. Um, coincidentally, it happened right when he got the injury. But the either way, if it's injury or not, if he's not going to put in good performances for Liverpool, then... They need to do something about that. They need to find a replacement yep. or just someone in the team already to right. to just get rid of them. And we need to do the same then on our fantasy team. Yes. More importantly. Yes. All right. We had two matches going on today, Sunday. We had um, West Brom hosting Middlesbrough, and that was maybe the most boring match of the weekend. Ends in a nil-nil draw. And let's see here. We 
you had it at a 1-1 draw, and I had it at a 1-0 win for Middlesbrough. So you got the draw right. So good on you. And then finally, we have Manchester City, who's trying to keep pace with both Manchester United and Chelsea in a quest for getting nine points, which they did with a 3-1 victory over West Ham. City just looking from, from kickoff throughout the entire match just looked. They looked fast. They looked confident. They looked like they were in midseason form. Pep has them all amped up and going. I think that they are going to be a really, really tough team this entire season. I think they believe. Um, as do, I think, um, Chelsea and Man U. I think this mm-hmm. is going to be a phenomenal race this season. All right, so 3-1 three three, to City. You picked 2-1 to City, and I picked 2-1 to City. So both with the right result and, again, the wrong scores. All right, let's go ahead and check out the table. And let's see here. We have a few teams with nine points. Okay, in first place with nine points is Man City. Also with nine points in second place in just one goal Differential. That's why Chelsea is at number two. <laughs> Manchester United also with nine points is at three. So really we have three teams with, that ha, are undefeated so far and have all nine points. Fourth place is Everton. Fifth is Hull. So Hull still hanging out around there. They have six points. Middlesbrough. Kind of nice to see these mm-hmm. new these newly promoted teams, at least for now, towards the top of the table. I think Hull and Middlesbrough are going to make Europa League this year. Interesting. Okay. Um, so Middlesbrough with five points in sixth place. Spurs drops. And they're in seventh place. Arsenal also drop. They have four points. They're in eighth. Leicester City in ninth. Liverpool in 11th. Oh, sorry. West Brom in 10th. Liverpool at 11th. West Ham 12th, Burnley 13, Swansea 14, Southampton 15, Sunderland 16, Crystal Palace 17. And in a very early relegation zone, we have Watford with one point at eight in 18th place, Bournemouth one point as well in 19th, and Stoke with one point in 20th place. So it'll be interesting to see how those change over time, and I'm sure they will. Yeah, you can't really get a general idea of the table so early on. No. There's only been three matches for each team, so it's very hard to get a general idea. I think that the early wins or losses are super important for teams that are either going to challenge to win the league towards the top of the table or the opposite direction, the ones that are going to be in the relegation zone. A point or two could make all the difference in the world for either the top, top teams or the bottom bottom teams. So yes. That's where those get really important. All right, let's go ahead and look at our predictions. So, this coming weekend there are no matches. There's international break. So, we're going to go ahead and look two weekends out beginning on Saturday, September 10th, and we'll go ahead and make our predictions. Beginning with the Manchester Derby. I think this is going to live up to Everything. It's Pep against Jose. It's United against City. It's gonna be. It's got Ibra. It's got Aguero. You oh know, my this God. is maybe, at least in my recent memory, the biggest Manchester derby yet. 
So I ask <sighs> you this. I ask you this, young Joshua. I'm going to puke. What is your prediction? <laughs> I think it's going to be a 2-1 victory to Manchester United. They are playing at Old Trafford. Oh, this is going to be big. I, I think that that fans of either team are going to be a little bit let down and also a little bit relieved. I believe that we are going to end in a 2-2 draw. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. That's going to be awesome. All right. Next up, Southampton goes to Arsenal. Um, Arsenal. They haven't had the greatest starts to seasons yet. And North Southampton. Right. And I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw. Okay. I think it's going to be 1-0 to Arsenal. I think they are going to eke out three points here. Uh, Bournemouth hosts West Brom. Um, I think Bournemouth are going to get their first win, and I think it's going to be 1-0. 1-0. I think it's going to go the opposite way, and West Brom are going to get this one. All right. Um, Hull goes to Burnley. Worst game of the uh, worst game of the whole entire weekend, definitely. Okay, what do you think? Uh, I think it's gonna be a one nil victory to Hull. Okay, so Hull's gonna put pull it out. You know what? I'll go with that as well. I think Hull, although Snodgrass is injured a little bit um, right now, but I think I think he'll he'll play and Hull are gonna do okay. All right, Crystal Palace go to Middlesbrough. Um, I think Middlesbrough are going to get a good result for them, and I think they're going to get a 1-1 draw. Okay. I think they're actually going to get an even better result with a 1-0 win. Okay. Very interesting. All right. Spurs go to Stoke. Um, Stoke have been playing terrible, terrible in these first three matches, uh-huh. and I think that's going to reflect on their performance in this match, and I think Spurs are going to get a 2-0 victory. Okay. I think that Spurs are going to win as well, although I think it's going to be a 2-1 win for them. Okay. All right. And the last match for Saturday is a, an interesting one. Leicester City go to Liverpool. Um, I think it's going to be a very tight one. and Really important for both of these teams to win. Yeah, they, they both need to win. Yep. And I think Liverpool are going to win 2-1. I think that it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to come down, and there's going to be a late goal for Liverpool, and they're going to win 1-0. Okay. All right. Moving to Sunday, then, we have Swansea hosting Chelsea. <laughs> I think Chelsea are going to absolutely smash the birds. Yeah. And I think uh, Chelsea are going to win 3-0. Interesting. I think that Chelsea will get three goals as well, but they're going to win 3-1. Okay. And then moving to Monday, September 12th, Everton go to Sunderland. Uh, I think Everton are going to win. I don't think it's going to be a very comfortable win. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to end 2-1. Interesting. I think that Everton is going to be stuck in a lot. I think they're going to get one point a lot this season for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And I think this is one of those cases it's going to be a 1-1 draw. Okay. All right. So those are... Our predictions, we will maybe try to go ahead and post those. And, of course, if you have thoughts about those or you want to make your own predictions, let us know. We'd love to hear it. All right, we're going to take another quick break, and we'll, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. 
let's go ahead and because it's going to close out here really really soon and just make a mention that um uh, at the on the 31st so in three days from now the summer transfer window closes Sad and days. doesn't reopen until january so what do you think are any other big signings going to come i i definitely hope a big signing is going to come yeah it, lately there's been nothing in the transfer window except for claudio bravo officially signing with man city that's good for you yeah and i would imagine joe hart is on his way out whether he goes on loan or whether he's actually traded is yet to be seen yeah that was the transfer i hope was gonna happen him just leave man city yep once and for all and i think he'll probably move to everton that's been the discussion, although it would be interesting to see if Pep actually trades him to a competing team in the Premier League or if mm-hmm. they try to you know, get him um, out of the country. Yeah. So, so we'll see. But um, a good choice in Claudio Bravo. Um, Pep clearly knows what he's doing. He's had lots of success with lots of great teams. So um, although he did not – Bravo did not get the start today, um, I'm imagining that – when we return after the international break. So in two weekends, Bravo will be the number one keeper for City. I, I don't think he'll have a good debut, though. I think he'll concede, too. Uh, whatever. <laughs> All right. So um, if any big signings do happen between now and the 31st, we will absolutely post that on all of our social media accounts and then mention it on our next podcast. Something that we've been trying to do, too, and share with everyone is we have a fantasy Premier League team. And I, I know there's different leagues. We do ours actually through the the official Premier League website, and we've downloaded the app and everything, um, although you can do it on their website as well. <clears throat> and it's been a ton of fun. So, so much fun. So we figured, and we've had a lot of great feedback, a lot of people debating on, you know, um, our starting 11 or maybe who they have on their starting 11 and just – Followers debating back and forth among themselves and stuff, which has been cool. But what we'll do, and we're not super proud of this week, but we'll go ahead and share with you who our starting 11 was and and how horribly they did for us. All right, Josh, why don't you go ahead and let everyone know what we got here. Okay, so in between the sticks is De Gea. He had a, a fine week mm-hmm. by our standard. Got six points. Yep. Clean sheet. Clean sheet. That's nice. Yep. Um, not so much for the defense, though. Yep. We had Koscielny. Uh He only got two points. Not what we wanted. No. Definitely not what we wanted. Uh, we also got uh, John. We had John Stones. He yeah. got one point. Yeah. One point. Um, so good. And he's also has an eye injury. Yeah. That is very nice. So he's listed with a seventy-five percent chance of playing in a couple weeks. This is just great. Um, on a positive note, we yes. do have Aspilaqueta. Uh, he got seven points. Yeah. Nice. Celebration. Woo! That's nice. Okay. Uh, Pogba, we have in our midfield. He got three points. Okay. Not what we expected. No, we need a goal out of him soon. Yes. Uh, same with this guy, Coutinho. He only got two points. Yeah, he killed And us. what we kind of learned about this is he got subbed off a bit uh, into the second half. I think around like the 68th minute or so. And the interesting thing was uh, he, had, he got clean sheet points. Yes. And it's because... Once you get subbed off, that's like it doesn't matter if you get a clean sheet or not, because 
it's not like influenced it by you. Doesn't matter if the team does. Yes. So so right. If you're if there's a clean sheet going on when you're subbed off, you apparently get credit for the clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll take it because otherwise we would have been at zero or maybe even negative points with him. Got a yellow card as well, I think. All right. Who else in the midfield? We have Gareth Barry. Yep. He got two points. Okay. Not good. Yep. Nolito got five points. He yep. got an assist. Yes, he did. I'm happy about that. Okay. Aguero only got two points. Uh-huh. Not the best. He used to be our captain, and now he's our vice captain. We switched him with? Ibrahimovic. Right. And it's basically irrelevant. Didn't yes. matter who we put because Ibra got four points. But that was really two, right. just because it's our captain. Captains get double. And we also had Stuani of Middlesbrough. Yes. And he also got two points. And the other player of note on our team, although he wasn't in our starting 11 this week, is Snodgrass from Hall. And he has a calf injury and also 75% chance of playing. So I think we're going to probably make, you know, well, we have time. Uh, we don't have to make decisions for another, you know, week and a half or 12 Mm -hmm. days or so. So we've got some time. Um, You know, we are definitely going to follow the advice of our followers and we will, we'll put it together. And like we did last time, we will post it and get some thoughts from people. So this week we fell beneath the average number of points. The average was 42. We got 36. Um, We got basically Half as many points as we did last week. I think we had 71 <laughs> points last week. So the highest in the the league was 112. So we were nowhere near that and definitely even nowhere near the average. So we definitely have some work to do. So what we saw, too, is we looked at if you play from the Premier League official fantasy league here, um, they have a scout, and their scout makes a team for each game week as well. And here's who the scout. I don't know the points, but here's the players. Foster in goal. Van Dyke, Dan, Terry, and Bellerin back on defense. In the midfield, it's Hazard, who had a great weekend. Redmond and Barkley. And then up top, Aguero and Ibra, who we have. And then Rondon. So maybe we'll have to start following at least partially what the scout is doing. He or she or they seem to know more than we do right Definitely. now. All right. Um, but we will continue to post it and embarrass ourselves if, <laughs> if we keep getting scores like this. And then lastly, because we have a lot of people that like to do FIFA Ultimate Team and Futhead and Squad Creator is we're going to go ahead and announce um, the team of the week for week 50. So I think that... These teams will be built of star players that had that had good weeks from the previous weekend. So this is not for this weekend. This team is for last week. Yes, correct. All right. You want to go ahead and read this? Yes, I will. Okay. So the the front three is made up of Baca, Di Maria, and Lionel Messi. Yep. Pretty killer attack. Not too bad. You know, interesting to see how PSG will do this season without... Ibra there, although I don't think they're going to get a run from anybody. Yeah, uh, they never do. Yeah. Uh, the middle four are Stuani. Uh-huh. He had a great first week. Uh, Gareth Bale. Uh-huh. Uh, Bursa and Onazi. Okay. Uh, Onazi is from Trabzonspor of the Super League in, in Turkey. Turkey. Yep. And Bursa is from Chiba Verona 
Kievo, Verona. Kievo, Verona in Syria. That Spanish class is paying off, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. They're terrible. Okay. Uh, Donze is in the defense uh-huh. alongside Davies and Cerna. Yes. Okay. And in goal? Is Belenov of Anzi of the Russian League. Wow, that's an interesting name. Okay, and let's see who we have, if there's anybody, not really anybody notable um, down on the bench. So we will continue to do this. Maybe we'll try to post these as well. These are interesting. And maybe we'll even look at building, doing squad creator of our um, fantasy Mm -hmm. league team too and seeing kind of, you know, what um, what the rating and the chemistry for those are that could be kind of interesting. Yes. And I want to say one more thing about this is where's Ibra? Yeah. He scored two goals over the uh two weekends ago. This is a good point. And I'm surprised he's not in there. I am surprised as well. Now, that's a really good point. I guess in terms of tips and we're going to try to give tips with the fantasy stuff as well is and this is um something that we're guilty of of don't just build your team based on big name, notable players. Um, you know, sometimes it works out where not only are they a huge name, but they also deliver in terms of points, like an Ebra or Aguero. Usually. But don't be afraid to take some of the lesser known guys. Like I know that the scout had Rondon mm-hmm. in there and Davies and players like that. Like don't be afraid to go after players, look at matchups, you yes. know, not just. Do you know them or not? But who are they playing against? Are they really going to get the points that you need them to get? Mm-hmm. Right. So you know you have a hundred million to work with. Um, that's doesn't seem like a lot, but it actually is. I mean, our our team is made up of all star players basically. Yep. Um, so you can do it. Now our bench, aside from Snodgrass, is horrible. Yes. Everybody's like the lowest priced players we could get. Um, but certainly our starting 11 is, you know, top of the league, mm-hmm. at least, you know, over their careers, not necessarily this week for us. But anyway, so just just a couple little tips for people who maybe, and I don't think it's too late to join a league or create a team. I think you can do it almost the entire season. So go do it. Send us any questions you have or if you create your own um, or you want to challenge us, let us know. And here's how you can do that. On Twitter, look for us at Let's Talk Soccer 2. And again, that's the number two. On Facebook, just search for Let's Talk Soccer 2. Instagram, we're at Let's Talk Soccer. And on YouTube, we're at Let's Talk Soccer. And you can always email us at Let's Talk Soccer 2 at gmail.com. And you can find this podcast, or your friends can find this podcast on iTunes, in the Google Play Store. And on SoundCloud. So please subscribe. There's no work that you need to do. It just automatically downloads. We want you to listen. We want you to enjoy. And we want you to share with your friends. So let's get those numbers up each month. Let's continue this great interaction, these conversations we're having. And we look forward to hearing from you sometime soon. So see ya. Peace out. Peace.